This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Chinette brand. The Chinette brand provides durable, trusted products that help you focus on what really matters, the moments you share together. Chinette tableware is available for pickup or delivery at your favorite retailers and grocery stores. As another school year comes to a close, we're thinking about that last day when exams were finished and summer vacation was about to start, but last days also meant saying goodbye to the people who taught us a thing or two. I'm Jasmine Morris, and on this week's episode of the StoryCorps podcast from NPR, conversations between students and the teachers who impacted their lives inside and outside the classroom. First, a story from our archive. Al Seidlecki, or Mr. Sai as his students called him, was a longtime middle school science teacher in New Jersey. Here, he remembers a day near the end of his career when he was helping his students prepare for a test. I was just ready to get to the critical part of this lesson, and the phone rang, and a secretary said, there's a doctor calling from Texas. I said, tell whoever it is that you have to call back. She said, no, he's adamant. He says he needs to talk to you right now. That doctor was Lee Bono, a former student of Mr. Sai's back in the 1980s. I would never forget you because of that day that you stayed after school to do the dissection of the uh, frog brain and spinal cord. And I said, you could be a brain surgeon, I told you. That's like saying to a kid, you could be king or you could be president of the United States. And Lee did actually become a neurosurgeon. At StoryCorps, he told his former teacher why he called him up decades later. This patient comes in and he's got a benign tumor. It's pushing on his speech area. He can get some words out, but it's almost unintelligible. It's almost like someone's sewing your mouth closed. Mm. So I'm talking to his wife and we tried to lighten up the situation. They started asking me about myself and they asked me who inspired me. So, of course, I mentioned you. We have the surgery. He gets a speech back. And he's just excited and happy and crying and wanted to just hug me. And he said, you make sure you call that teacher. You make sure you thank him. So I called you. I picked the phone up and you go, hey, it's Lee Bono. I said, hey, what's going on, man? I haven't heard from you since you were in high school. And you said, I want to thank you. I was flabbergasted. I said, of all the people in your entire career, you want to thank me. It was the same feeling I had when when my kids were born, and I started to cry. Just like any career, you're going to have highs and lows, but because you called me, made me feel really important that I had that influence on you. I'm a teacher, and I'm going to help as many people as I can to find their passion, too. That's Al Seidlecki in 2011, talking with his former student, Lee Bono. Mr. Sai retired a few years later, after four decades of teaching. And like Lee, many people have come to StoryCorps to honor a former teacher with an interview. And so next, we'll bring you two more of these conversations. You'll first hear from Harley Patrick, who met her favorite teacher, Kate Music, 16 years ago. At StoryCorps, they sat down together to remember when Harley arrived in Kate's classroom as a third grader. Kate starts the conversation. 
What kinds of things did you have going on when we first met? I didn't have the best home life. Like, I was always tossed between my grandma's house and my mom's house. And my dad wasn't really in the picture, and mom was doing things that nobody was proud of, like drugs. And I think one of the most difficult things when I was young was my mom getting locked up. Her not being there was like, what do we do? I don't know if you remember this, but one day... You and I came out and we sat down in the hallway and you started talking about something that you had witnessed the night before. And my heart literally was breaking in that hallway. And there was nothing more that I wanted to do than to protect you. But I also knew that there were certain boundaries that teachers had to work within. And I really tried to figure out a way to help you realize that what you were witnessing was not your fault and that we were there to help you always. And what I think amazed me the most was when people reached out to you, you chose to grab onto their hands rather than push away. Sooner or later, I noticed there's people that care. It's one of the best feelings you could ever have when you're going through rough times at home. And even when I felt like giving up, you never gave up on me. The fact was you had a family outside of the house, and you knew that. And we're still here. And I think you know that we'll always be there for you. My name is Jose Catalan. I am going to have an interview with my favorite teacher. My name is Carlos Vizcarra. I think it started when we went running. I had come here recently, and we basically just talked about what I used to do in Mexico. And after that, of course, you joined the running team and became one of the best runners at school. I remember you saw me running on a pair of soccer shoes and you told me, are you running in that? But then you bought me that pair of shoes. I felt like crying because nobody had done such a great thing for me. And that's when I started to know that you would always help me. Probably because I see a lot of me and you. Well, we went through the same things in life. Yeah, coming from a family that doesn't have a lot of money, worrying about your parents not being able to pay the rent, or your parents being taken away by immigration. Remember that one time that you got very emotional in my classroom after school? (laughs) Yeah, I just felt like I needed to let it out. And you are the only teacher who I trust and I feel confident talking to. And I consider you more than a teacher. I see a friend I always thought of being a teacher, but I didn't know what a good teacher was until I saw the way you taught. I would love to mentor you when you start teaching. And I think that you're going to make a great teacher. And I definitely look forward to a long friendship with you. It's pretty amazing the way you are, not only as a teacher, but as a person too. That was Jose Catalan with Carlos Vizcarra in Los Angeles, California. And before that, you heard from Harley Patrick and her former teacher, Kate Music, in Hampton, Virginia. When we come back, conversations between current students and teachers who've been navigating a new set of challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. That's next after a short break. Stay with us.
Hi, this is Dave Isay, founder of StoryCorps. This message comes from NPR sponsor Morgan Stanley. In turbulent times, perspective matters. Join Mike Wilson, Morgan Stanley's chief investment officer, and his colleagues on the Thoughts on the Market podcast, where they share concise takes on current events and what they could mean for markets and the global economy. For the perspectives you need, subscribe and listen to Morgan Stanley's Thoughts on the Market every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on your favorite podcast platform. Actress Tracy Ellis Ross is used to people talking about her age a lot. And she's okay with whatever people say. I'm 47 years old and I'm the most comfortable in my skin I've ever been. What, when we go back to being 22, no thank you. The Blackish Star on Confronting an Ageist World. Listen and subscribe to It's Been a Minute from NPR. It goes without saying that the recent COVID-19 pandemic has made learning more difficult as schools across the country have gone virtual. But one of the hardest things for students and teachers is as the school year is ending, they aren't able to say goodbye. So for our next two stories, we head to a small town in Arkansas where seniors at Bentonville West High have been doing just that using StoryCorps Connect. They'd been given an assignment to interview someone who's had a big influence on them. An 18-year-old Autumn Cook knew exactly who she wanted to talk to, her art teacher, Shane Beyer. My first question is, did you always want to be a teacher? No way. (laughs) I'm not lying when I say I read only one book from seventh grade till I graduated. (laughs) I never did homework. I I didn't even like teachers, to be honest. (laughs) You know, it was just like I had a lot of potential, but I really felt stupid. And um, I didn't want another kid to go through what I was going through. When you look back on it, it's so wild to think that some little punk kid can one day become an art teacher, you know? It really sucks that the virus has us all away from where we were in that classroom. I tell you, it has almost put me in a depression a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I went to clean up the classroom the other day. Man, I looked at all these works of art and the closure's just not there, you know? Yeah, it's a a big change. (laughs) I ended up wanting to talk to you for our interview because every year when I made my schedule, I knew, all right, I'm going to have his class. You were a staple. So I have to say thank you for just being there. This is one thing that I will miss about you. (laughs) The good morning, Mr. Byers. Every day. You didn't even (laughs) wait to check to see what kind of mood I'm in that day. And it was just like the nicest thing. You just don't know the impact that even something that simple can have on a person, you know? I always dream about retirement and what that's going to be like, but this time during the quarantine has really made me understand that I have a need for my students. Like, this is what I was created to do, try to impact other people. That's the purpose. High school art teacher Shane Beyer being interviewed by his student Autumn Cook using StoryCorps Connect. Next, we'll hear from Cole Phillips, another senior at Bentonville West, who got the same school assignment. My teacher told us, you can record your best friend your parents. She said, I do want you to do an interview that means a lot to you. 
happens. I mean, first thing I thought of was interviewing you after all of the history that we had developed and the fact that once I leave high school, I'm not going to see you every day. Cole's talking to Regina Keith, a paraprofessional known as Miss Rue. They first met at the beginning of Cole's freshman year, when his degenerative eye disease had gotten worse. Over StoryCorps Connect, Cole told Miss Rue what it was like to have her by his side all through high school. I had just lost my sight, and as any normal teenager, you know, you always get worried about trying to fit in, and as if being blind didn't make me stick out enough, I was like, I don't want some lady following me around everywhere. I'm trying to make friends, not lose them. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> but by the end of the year, we uh, started to click. Cole, you are easy. You're like peanut butter. You get spread all over, and it sticks. I'll never forget. And I couldn't go up the stairs. And I was like, oh, I'm getting old. And you're like, how old are you, Miss Rue? Because I've got three more years of school, and I just want to make sure you're going to make it. I hate it that I wasn't able to spend enough of my senior year with you in it. If this were to be our last conversation, is there anything you would want to say to me? Oh, Cole, you saved my life. Four years ago, it was a dark time. I had a drug addict in my family, and you gave me a purpose to get me through. I was there Mm -hmm. to help you, but in the end, you were saving me. There were so many times that things were so bad, and you would put your hand over my wrist, and you were like, Miss Rue, it's going to be okay. Even when you were going through such a hard time, you were somehow always caring about everybody else around you. One of the things that you taught me about is a Cersei. Just a southern term for surprise. Right. A gift that you aren't expecting. I think out of all the Cerseys that you gave me throughout high school, you being in my life was the biggest Cersei that I could have asked for. I told you not to make me cry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I think you should get half my diploma. (laughs) You earned every bit of it. I love you and thank you for getting me through high school. graduating high school senior Cole Phillips with his paraprofessional Regina Keefe. Cole will be attending University of Arkansas Honors College in the fall. And we want to give a shout out to Bentonville West High School English teacher Katie Moore, who encouraged her students to have these conversations using StoryCorps Connect. To find out how to honor someone in your life, even while social distancing, visit storycorps.org. This episode was produced by Sylvie Lubau and Judd S.D. Kendall. Edited by me, Jasmine Morris. Our technical director is Jarrett Floyd. Our fact checker is Natsumi Ajisaka. Special thanks to StoryCorps producers Brian Reed and Jay Bourne, as well as facilitators Daniel Littlewood, Gaspar Caro, and Kevin Oliver. That's all for this episode. And next week, I'll be handing the microphone over to a guest host who will be filling in for the rest of the season. Until then, thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by supporters of StoryCorps, an independently funded nonprofit organization, and is made possible in part by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, 
a private corporation funded by the American people.